The end time prophecies of the Chernobyl nuclear accident, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, and the signing of the Lisbon Treaty, or the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire, have all been fulfilled in my lifetime, and most people on the entire planet miss them. Well, I'm going to explain in detail one of the next prophecies to occur so that you don't miss it on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries, and I do thank you for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. Man, I've got a lot of prophecy packed into today's program. But before we do that, I want to let you know something uh, that just happened to us here at End Time Ministries. We were approaching 100,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. We were only a few hundred away. And this afternoon, we found out that they have totally demonetized our YouTube channel. And so we were making money from ads and viewership and different things. And uh, because they said that they had human and artificial intelligence or AI reviewers, that they said we were talking about some things that didn't go along with their community um, guidelines. And so they have totally, in, in an effort to silence our voice on there, because it's just the first step towards cutting us off, right? They have de totally demonetized our channel from now on. And so what we would like you to do, we're going to come up with a game plan here. We've got many ways of getting our message out. But for those of you that are on YouTube, I would encourage you to go to our End Time Plus platform uh, and subscribe there because we've got so much uh, content and there's so much happening in the world today that I don't want to have to say, you know what, Doug, Vince, let's water everything down. We're not going to do that because I don't, I don't want to go through the end time with people not knowing the truth. And that's, the, that's what they want. They want to push their false narratives and then you can't say anything about it. And we're simply not going to do that here at End Time Ministries. And so I would encourage everybody to go to End time, the End Time Plus platform or endtime.com because, um, wow, thanks YouTube. Uh, that, <laughs> that's, man, I run really, I mean, we've got some, we've had a few strikes over the times. So I've had some strikes on my channels. They've actually, uh, Google Chrome has now cut me off from being able to get on Facebook through Google Chrome. I've got to go to Safari now. But there's, they are censoring conservative voices across the board. And they do not want you to know really what's going on. They want to push false narratives and then nobody say anything about it. And so that's kind of what we're living with. And, and we know here at End Time Ministries that we're going to deal with that throughout the end time. They do not want people to know the truth about some of this stuff. And so they're trying to silence the voices of people that are saying, no, that's wrong. Uh, no, the human-induced global warming which leads to climate change, that's an absolute farce. And uh, this world religion and world government and precursors to the mark of the beast and all these different things. They want to be able to just cram it down your throat and you eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Because you don't have a choice. No. 
there's got to be people that say, no, folks, this is not true. Don't do that. You can't do this. Don't participate in that because you're, you're going to end up in a very bad place if you do that. They don't want people doing that. So anyway, uh, um, when, Vince, when Vince gets back from being sick, uh, we're going to get all of our heads together and um, see what we can do here. They, wanted, they said something about us to uh, maybe... Uh, appealing it or something like that, but the same people that reviewed it in the first place and cut it off, uh, cut off our funding, um, are they going to be the ones that review the appeal, right? So uh, that's going to be a dead end, but anyway. Okay, uh, the thing is, I trust God in all of it. Not worried about it. I trust God through the whole thing. I know that He, end time, is going to play a huge role in these end times, and so certainly in believing God, um, because I've seen all the things he's done for the last 35, 40 years. I've lived through it with my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter. I've seen God perform miracle after miracle after just over and over and over and over. And people trying to silence our voice and different things throughout the years. It hasn't happened. We've been cut off radio stations, all this stuff. And we're still here today, folks. And thank God for that because it's simply a miracle of God. And he is, he's helped us in a million ways. So. End Time Plus platform or www.endtime.com. Uh, wow, um, who knows? We may do our own network in the future. I don't know what's going to happen. A lot of different things. Uh, there's a lot of content to put out there, and we're kind of limited to some of these things. So uh, who knows what's going to happen in the future? Some exciting things coming down the pike. Okay, let's get off into some of these prophecies. Before I do that, let me mention uh, First Cup Coffee. You know, you can imagine with all of this stuff going on, we're essentially working around the clock to keep up with everything. I mean, we're certainly energized and motivated by our God-given purpose, but thankfully every morning I have my cup of first cup coffee. And so they are, the, you know, the first cup coffee, they're not a woke uh, company. They haven't tried to rewrite history or lobby to defund our military. And they're, they're a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company right out of the great state of Texas. They've got several different roasts for you to choose from that's very important to a coffee drinker. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off, and if, if you subscribe, they'll give you an additional 10% off. Go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Now, let's get off into some of these prophecies because uh, I don't want you to miss what's coming up in the near future. You say, well, what do you mean miss? Okay, so the end time prophecies of the Chernobyl nuclear accident, April 26, 1986. Most people, they knew the Chernobyl nuclear accident was happened, but how was that prophetic? Well, it was the third trumpet in the book of Revelation. There's the seals, trumpets, and vials, the skeletal structure. The Chernobyl nuclear accident was the third trumpet. There's, uh, there are people everywhere teaching that all oh, the seals, trumpets, and vials don't happen until the final seven years. That simply is a false narrative, everybody. You're being led astray. The third trumpet, the first five trumpets have already occurred. The first four seals have already been opened. So man, we gotta get this stuff right. I want you guys to know the truth in the end time. And so the Chernobyl nuclear accident, the third trumpet in the book of Revelation. Also, that happened in my lifetime. I graduated high school in 1986. But most of the world thought, well, there was this unbelievable nuclear accident over there in uh, Ukraine. But 
Nobody understood that it was the third trumpet that had blown. That event occurred. Also, the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, November 9th, 1989, three years after I graduated high school. It was the tearing down of the Berlin Wall is the healing of the deadly wound on the head of one of the beasts, one of the nations in Revelation chapter 13. The Bible says when the deadly wound was healed, all the world would wonder after the beast. And that's exactly what happened. But very few, almost very few, very, very few people knew about it on the earth. Those that read Irvin Baxter's book that was published in 1986, A Message for the President, they understood it, that the Berlin Wall would come down, that the two Germanys would reunite, and that would be the catalyst that would launch us into a new world order. But most of the people didn't have a clue because they didn't understand Bible prophecy. And then also the signing of the Lisbon Treaty, or, the, or the, in essence, the, 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 the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire, that happened November 3rd, 2009. Now, folks, these are some of the most recognizable prophecies that have occurred since, the, since the Jesus Christ was here. And yet most people, totally oblivious. Oh, that's just another event that happened over in Europe somewhere. But no, these are the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, just one right after another. I could give you a big long list of them since the birth of Jesus Christ. But we don't have time because I got one I want to focus on today. But you understand how these happened. I'm 55 years old. I was born in 1968. These three main prophecies, letting us know we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, these three main prophecies happened and most of the world didn't even recognize them. So with that said, I don't want us to be in the same position in, in the things that will happen in the very near future because some things are being pushed, pushed, pushed right now. But if you don't understand about it, you're stuck. It's going to go by you and you understand that most people on earth, even though there are so many prophecies in the Old Testament concerning the, coming of the first coming of the Messiah, that most people on the planet missed it. There were only a handful that recognized Jesus was the Messiah when he was here. Just a handful of people, of all the people on the earth. Now we have close to a thousand prophecies concerning the second coming of Jesus Christ. And listen, everybody, there will be just a few people that understand them. I'm hope well, I, I'm hoping that it's a whole lot more than that, but I'm saying most of the world, they're going to go right off into the arms of the Antichrist. They're going to go worshiping this false religious system. The Bible says most of the world will take the mark of the beast. How could you do that if you understood the prophecies? And so we need to talk about these things on a daily basis. You've got to know and understand these prophecies. Now listen at these headlines because there's something coming up that's one of the next two events to be fulfilled on God's prophetic timeline. Yes, there's the world war, but there's also the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. If you do not understand, if you don't have a, 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 a good grasp on the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement then, and how it ties into Bible prophecy, it's going to sweep you by just like these others did, and you're going to say, uh, well, what, what in the world just happened in Israel? You're not going to understand that it's going to, this event will start the final seven years to the second coming of Jesus Christ, the Battle of Armageddon. And it's going to set end time in motion to do several things in the Middle East or in Israel and a lot of different things. But uh, to most people, they're just, it, uh, I don't know. 
I don't want you to be that way. I want you to understand these prophecies. Now, listen to these headlines. These are in the news just within the last week or so. The Jerusalem Post, Saudi Arabia says, no peace talks with Israel without a two-state solution. So we're talking about the, 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 in, the, in the mind of the international community, they only view the solution to Israel-Palestinian situation as a two-state solution. Now listen, I have heard other prophecy teachers teach that, well, the, the Bible never talks about an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement that starts the final seven years. Really? To me, it's, it's just as it's plain as the nose on your face. So Jerusalem Post, Saudi Arabia says, no Palestinian, no peace talks with Israel without a two-state solution. The United Nations, these are from those news sources. The UN Secretary General Guterres has said, the two-state solution is the only path to a just and lasting peace. The Telegraph, the two-state solution can be drawn up without Israel at the table, which is unheard of in past peace negotiations, says an EU diplomat. The Washington Examiner, examiner EU's Joseph Burrell, moles leverage to impose a two-state solution on Israel. So these are the headlines in the news within the last week or two. The international community is going to try to shove a two-state solution down Israel's throat. They're already talking about imposing it, using leverage. We have the will and the wherewithal and the means to be able to do this. I've read, I've got, I've read hundreds of articles on this stuff. So I want to talk to you today about the coming Palestinian-Israeli peace agreement. Some people are still kind of a, a little foggy about that. But you must understand this because it's getting ready to happen. And I don't want it to be like the Chernobyl nuclear accident and the Berlin Wall and the, the uh, signing of the Lisbon Treaty, which was the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire. That's one of the five major prophecies that will occur between the, the, the coming of Jesus Christ and His second coming. It's right up there in the top five, but most people didn't even have a clue it occurred because they didn't understand the prophecies. I don't want that to happen with this peace agreement. So this coming Palestinian-Israeli peace agreement, the Bible prophesies a peace agreement that, that was going to be reached between the Israelis and the Palestinians, and when this agreement is concluded, it's going to trigger a seven-year period that will culminate at the Battle of Armageddon and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now. I just read you a few headlines from just a few different news sources. There are hundreds of them everywhere, folks. They're in the headlines right now. Two-state solution. Look at what's going on with Israel and Hamas and the Palestinians and everything that's going on there. We've got to have a two-state solution. It may, bring up, it may be a World War III that brings that thing to a conclusion, but it's going to happen in the very near future, and you're watching precursors to it as I speak to you today. Some of the provisions for this coming peace agreement, they're going to be, and I'll, uh, so let's just go down through, a, let me just give you a list. These are the things from the prophecies of the Bible that you are going to see in the very near future, okay? Get you some notes, get you a notepad ready because you're going to see this in the future and the only way I know this is because I understand the prophecies of the Bible. There's going to be a Palestinian state created in Judea, commonly referred to as the West Bank. I'm going to give you scriptures for all this before the end of the program. Jews 
commonly referred to as settlers living in the area of the new Palestinian state, are going per to be permitted to stay out there living as a Jewish minority under that new Palestinian government. This is going, you're going to watch this happen in the near future. The Temple Mount is going to be placed under a sharing arrangement between Jews and Muslims, and Israel is going to be allowed to build its third temple without disturbing the Dome of the Rock. I know that they say, well, the, the Dome of the Rock, God's going to remove that. I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe they're going to build their third temple without disturbing the Dome of the Rock or the Al-Aqsa Mosque in that big courtyard north of the Dome of the Rock, and the international community is probably going to be the one to supervise that sharing arrangement. Negotiations concerning the status of Jerusalem, which is really what this all boils down to, that's going to reach an impasse. And therefore, a, a, this final agreement on this issue of Jerusalem, that's going to be postponed for seven years with the understanding that it will be dealt with at that time. So in the interim, Israel is going to retain control over all of Jerusalem. The Jewish temple is going to be completed during the first three and one half years of the final seven year, of the seven year agreement. First three and one half years. The first three and one half years is not the great tribulation. You got to get that, we got to get over this hump everybody that there's a seven year tribulation. There is not a seven year great tribulation. The, the final three and one half years is the great tribulation. When the temple is completed during the first three and one half years, Jews will begin to offer animal sacrifices just as they did before the destruction of the second temple in 70 AD. And of course, the killing of animals, when they start up these sacrifices every morning and every evening, as the Jewish scriptures dictate, of course that's going to be met with just, man, outraged opposition, right? The, the animal rights activists, they're going to they're be incensed by what they view as the, uh, uh, a, a barbaric religious practice. This is, this is just cruelty to animals. And they say this has no place in the modern world. You'll hear it, believe me. When, when they kill an owl or that's protected or something, people, they're people ready to just put you in jail forever. Imagine when they start killing these animals day and night, day and night, day and night. Demonstrations against the sacrifices are going to escalate. They're going to have placards that read, animals have rights to, and this is completely cruelty to animals in the 21st century. And since the international community was given the responsibility of supervising the Temple Mount, then pressure is going to mount for the leader of that to stop those sacrifices. And by that time, a very charismatic world politician will have gained recognition as the leader of the international community, and since he will have participated in the peace agreement that allowed for the building of Israel's third temple, well, speculation is going to be circulating that perhaps he could be the Messiah. Now, you, you say, Dave, there's no way. That, that's impossible. Nobody's going to see a human being as a Messiah. There, there have been many people that have thought several human beings were the Messiah. Now, I know that that's not true. There's not going to be a human being comes that is the Messiah. The Bible, Jesus said, if there's people going to be saying, this guy's the Messiah and he, this guy, no. Jesus said, as you see the lightning flash from the east to the west, that's how the coming of the Son of Man is going to be. Don't believe this guy over here, this guy in New York, this guy in Europe, that these guys are the Messiah. That's a total false narrative. But that's, the Bible says that's what's going to happen in the future. There's going to be a guy comes along that claims to be God. 
and the pressure to resolve the dispute over the sacrifices is going to fall on his shoulders. Now, folks, if you don't understand the Bible prophecies, you're, you're, this is going to go by you and you're going to think, oh, that's just something else is happening overseas and just another news story. It is so much more than that because this guy is going to try to control every single aspect of your life in great detail, your finances, what you can consume, produce, what kind of food you eat, uh, who you worship, um, what you worship, what you talk about, your thought, thought control. That's what hate crimes and stuff is all about. Now, you say, why are we talking about this today? Because this is getting ready to happen, and if you don't understand these prophecies, you're going to be stuck. You're just going to think, well, this is another crazy part of the world. No. This is Bible Prophecy 101. Okay? Now, I'm going to get deeper off into this, believe it or not. Let me first mention um, Birch Gold to you guys. You know, the, the world government that this Antichrist will rule over. These guys that's being established right now, they want to impose these digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. And it could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products, freeze or seize part of your bank accounts, and in essence, give central banks more control over your finances. So there are some concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com and slash end time to get your free info kit on gold. Maybe you've got an IRA or a 401k that's been gathering dust for years. Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Go to birchgold.com slash end time and claim your free info kit on gold because if digital currency becomes a reality, you might want to have some gold or some kind of physical asset to fall back on. Now, let me continue on with this scenario. What's going to happen in the near future? And I hope that you will go back and listen to this over and over because this is what's, I'm laying out what's going to happen in the very near future here. Yes, there is going to be a World War III, but this scenario is going to play out. And End Time Ministries is going to have a huge role in all of this because we're going to be trying to build the kingdom of God, spread the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world during the, in the midst of all of this. And we're going to have a huge role in Israel during these end times. Most people are going over there and they're planting trees and they're doing all this kind of stuff. I'm there for the people. End Time Ministries is there for the people. The only thing I can take to heaven with me is that I've been born again and I'm ready to go and that I've got millions of other people born again and they go with us. That's all you can take to heaven. So I'm, I've dedicated my life to doing just that. I don't care what color you are. I don't care your background. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care your, uh, whether you're Jewish, Gentile, where you're from. Irrelevant. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 7 that John saw a multitude that no man could number standing in heaven before Jesus and that the Bible says that they were from every kindred, people, tongue, and nation. That's who I'm after. I don't, it, the, the, I'm not looking on the outward appearance. I'm looking on the heart. Because if you've got a soul, I'm out to get you. And I'm out to help, I'm out to, uh, out to help get you to heaven. That's the goal in all of this. Okay? Now, let's continue on with this scenario. Let's see, where was I at? So, um, the sacrifices. Uh, they're going to happen at day, day and night, day and night, day and night. And this world leader... Of course, he's going to feel the pressure. 
And this guy who the Bible calls the Antichrist, he's going to order, the Bible says this in uh, Daniel chapter 11, he's going to order the sacrifices to stop. He's going to feel the pressure in all of this. And he's going to explain, he's going to say, you guys don't need these sacrifices because, to be honest, he's going to say, I'm the Messiah. He's going to look at the Jews and say, I'm the Messiah. He's going to look at the Christians and say, I'm, I'm the Messiah. I'm the one you've been looking for. And there will be Christians, believe it or not, I say quote unquote Christian, that will say, well, maybe this guy is it. Look at the, he got the, he, look at the peace that he has brought in the world. He got the Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement signed. Maybe he's the guy. And there will, the majority of people on the earth are going to see this, see him as the, the Messiah, or even the Mahdi, the 12th Imam, that the Muslims are looking. He's going to claim to be God to everybody. And you know what? The Bible says most of the world will follow after and worship this guy. Now, I know that sounds totally crazy right now, but that's exactly, read Revelation chapter 13. The Bible says they worship the end. The Bible says everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will worship that individual. You say, say Dave, that just, that blows my mind. It doesn't seem possible. It blows my mind too. Because when I think of worshiping anything other than Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior who died for me 2,000 years ago, I, 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 don't, I can't comprehend that. But there I have been to places where I saw people worshiping another human being. And I was like appalled. I was shocked. I'd never seen anything like that. But I've been there and watched it. And I had to get out of there. I couldn't, it just, man, I just, ugh, something about it. I couldn't do it. My spirit was like, nope, get out of here. So this Antichrist figure, he's going to make this declaration from the Temple Mount. Now this is scriptural. I can prove all this from the scripture. And this event is called the Abomination of Desolation. He's going to stand in the Temple, claim to be God. The abomination of desolation, that's going to trigger an outbreak of violence by the Palestinians against the Jews that remained in the newly formed Palestinian state. I've read articles recently that there are Jews that are saying there's another Jewish Holocaust coming. The things that are going on in the United Nations and anti-Semitism rising around the world, they believe there's another Jewish Holocaust coming. Well, I can tell you right now, there is another Jewish Holocaust coming. And I'm going to try to save as many of them from that as I can. That's why we're going to go on the door knocking campaign out in the West Bank trying to get them to flee into the mountains towards Israel proper. We're going to try to save as many of them as we can. We're going to try to get Jews from, to make Aliyah from around the world back to at either Israel or, or at least the United States. You say, man, that's pie in the sky thinking, you know, why in the world do you guys want to do that? Because I believe the Bible. That's why. I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to save people. And I know a lot of you have bought into that. And I thank you so much because it's, it's a biblical vision. It's a scriptural vision. And that's what End Time Ministries is doing in these end times. And so Jesus told us about this outbreak that's coming. And we'll talk about it more on the other side of the break because this is all scriptural. I'm laying you out a scriptural scenario that's going to happen in just a very near future. And I don't want you to be caught unaware. Or maybe that you have blindfolders on. We're taking all that off today, folks. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment 
of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 end time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I want to mention something that we've just started, and we've started an end time, because of what YouTube did, we've started an end time plus campaign in response to this, this demonetization of our YouTube channel. If you go, if you use code YouTube to get to um, end time plus, use code YouTube to get end time plus for $5.98 per month for a year and avoid the overlords of YouTube controlling what you get to see. So it's a, it's a big special right now. It's a campaign that we're on. Um, and you can go to endtime.com right now. Use code YouTube to get E plus, endtime plus, for $5.98. And um, certainly would want, you know, y'all to take advantage of that because, wow, this, this, this censorship that we have experienced, we're experiencing censorship right now that we never dreamed of back when Irvin Baxter was alive. And that was only three years or so ago. We were getting censored then, but it's nothing like we are now. And I know a lot, Matt Walsh, and there's a lot of other people that are getting censored so heavily, but I want you to understand that it's because you, we're teaching the truth and there are people that absolutely, I have many friends, many cons friends on these conservative talk shows they're all getting censored. And because they absolutely, there's a false narrative that's being pushed by the United Nations and the establishment here in the United States. They're all tied in with Google and YouTube and all these others. And they have thousands of people that are just reviewing stuff all the time. They've got algorithms. They're just watching. Oh, there's an alarm bell. Put it on there. I've, we've got, I've got strikes against me. I mean, this is just, it's nonsense. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going to run in this world, that's part of what you got to deal with, the censorship. So we're offering that. Go to endtime.com and uh, take advantage of that right now. And we'll be offering some more stuff like that in the future. So this abomination of desolation situation, when the Antichrist stands in a rebuilt temple um, proclaiming to be God, the third temple, that's going to trigger an outbreak of violence by the Palestinians because it's going to be in the West Bank region. And they're gonna, it, it's going to trigger them against the Jews that have remained out in that newly formed Palestinian state. I've got friends that live out in the West Bank right now. I have many friends that live out there. 
One of my friends is down in Gaza fighting right now. He lives in Bethlehem. He's a, a great guy. But the Palestinians will turn on them. And Jesus called this outbreak of violence the beginning of the Great Tribulation. Read Matthew chapter 24, 15 down through verse 21. The Jews in Judea, they're going to have to flee for their lives because there's going to be a great slaughter at that point. The, the Antichrist, he's then going to begin to persecute all on the earth who will not pledge allegiance to his emerging world governing system. Read Revelation 13. Revelation 13 um, exposes the Satan's master plan for the end time. World government, world religion, precursors the mark of the beast, or the mark of the beast. And he also gives the two leaders who will run the whole thing. Antichrist, false prophet. Whoever the pope is at the time of the Antichrist, they're the ones going to run the whole show. So this time called the Great Tribulation, that's going to continue for the next three and one half years. The abomination of desolation happens in the middle of that final seven and a half year period. The peace agreement starts the final seven year period. That's why you, you, it is so important that you understand these prophecies because it'll help you to know. Man, you'll have things to watch for, timelines. I know what's coming. I know what I can participate in. I know what I can't participate in. I mean, when the seven-year term of the peace agreement, when that thing comes to an end, okay, the Palestinians and the international community, they're going to demand that you're going to, you guys, Israel, you're going to surrender East Jerusalem, and it's going to become the capital of the Palestinian state. Now, that's not going to happen at the beginning of the peace agreement. That's what they're wanting to happen. But the status of Jerusalem is going to be saved to the end. Israel, at the very end, is still going to refuse to do it. They're never going to give up Jerusalem. And the international community under the United Nations flag is going to say, okay, then we're going to invade Israel and we're going to force you guys into compliance. You say, oh, they'll never do that, Dave. Hold on a second. Isn't Josep Borrell of Europe already saying we need to impose a solution on Israel and the Palestinians, impose a peace agreement there? Now, you think they wouldn't invade to force Israel into compliance after seven years of trying to barter and this, that, that and the other? No. The, and after three years of this mass slaughter, they're going to say, Israel, you are going to allow uh, Palestinians to have Jerusalem as their capital. And Israel's going to say, oh, no, we're not. And when they come to, when the United Nations armies, this world governing army, this is the Battle of Armageddon, when, the, when this, uh, this coalition of forces fight against the, in, come down against Israel, Israel's going to fight against those invading armies. And it's going to be the, the armies of the Antichrist and his world government. The Bible calls this the Battle of Armageddon, and Israel's going to slow, they're going to, well, they're going to slowly but surely fall back before the superior firepower of the world government forces. Now I've been there. I've seen the plain of Megiddo. It goes. I've, I've driven the. I've driven the path of the Battle of Armageddon. I've been in a bus from Megiddo, go down to Beth Shean, right down to the Jordan Valley. You go right down the Jordan Valley all the way down to the road that goes up into Jerusalem. I've been on. I've, I've drove the whole thing. And the, the it's all as flat as this desktop right here in front of me. That's the. That's where the Bible says they're going to fight. And then finally, Israel is going to make their last stand right there in their capital, Jerusalem, right in between the, the Mount of Olives and the Temple Mount in the Kidron Valley. But that's where the Bible says the blood's going to flow to the horse bridle, and um, that's where the Battle of Armageddon is going to culminate. Well, the Bible says at that time, 
half of Israel is going to be captured. The Bible says half of the city will go forth into captivity. That's Zechariah 14. So it's going to appear that Israel is going to be on the verge of being wiped off the face of the planet. I mean, and it's at that time that the Bible says God's fury will come up in His face. Jesus is going to come back to the earth and fight for the nation of Israel. And when He comes back, you know, Israel's expecting their Messiah to come back as a conquering king. They, they didn't recognize Him the first time. They knew about the prophecies, but they thought, well, the Messiah's going to come back as a conquering king. This Jesus guy, he can't be the Messiah because he's coming as a suffering servant and he was put to death. He couldn't have been the, the, the Messiah. But they overlooked many prophecies that said that he would be crucified and that they would uh, put, that they would, um, the different prophecies concerning his first coming. They would put, you know, uh, bitterness to his mouth and all these other different prophecies uh, that he was bruised for our iniquities and that, uh, the chastisement of our peace would be upon him and uh, of the, the government would be upon him and his name would be called Wonderful Counselor of the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. They, they overlooked a lot of things and just saw he's coming as a conquering king. Well now, at the Battle of Armageddon, that's exactly what's going to happen. He's coming back as that conquering king and he is going to come back on a warpath and he's going to kill all kinds of people. I mean, you read the accounts of the Battle of Armageddon, that's God's wrath being poured out. Now, when God pours out His wrath, there's nothing like that. Death, destruction, I mean, imagine the times in the Bible when God poured out His wrath upon people. And the flood, I mean, just one thing after another. Well, that's what's going to happen to that army. God's going to defeat the world governing armies is going to remove all human governments and he's going to establish his long promised kingdom of God upon the earth. And so I want you to understand the prophecy. Really quick, let me mention Ready Pantry. You know, as Americans, we want to believe that the grocery store will always be there and, and that, you know, we saw a few years ago that the supply chain could quickly collapse, food supplies could diminish, but we pray for the best and we prepare for the worst, right? So what if there was a way to have an affordable emergency supply of food? Well, there is. I mean, readypantry.com slash endtime. It offers amazing 25-year shelf-stable food. And uh, you say, well, hey, is it filet mignon and all this? No, it, that's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to sustain you. It's emergency food. A lot of people think, well, I add water and there's going to be a filet mignon that pops up. No, nah, don't work like that. Uh, it, it, you know, I say, well, what does it taste like? It's made so that you survive until you can get some decent food, okay? And so um, they, the, their, their food is, is shelf-stable, 25 years. They have breakfast, lunch, dinners, even desserts. So it's probably edible, but again, it's not going to taste like Ruth Chris or anybody here in Dallas. And not to mention the peace of mind you get knowing that you have some emergency supply of food for anything. Imagine if World War III kicks off. Imagine that. Imagine what the grocery stores are going to look like then. I know in Dallas, man, the, the, when we went into COVID, it's like the bubonic plague happened and nobody was going to be going out of their houses for 50 years. They wiped out the grocery stores. It was crazy. Well, imagine when World War III and some of this other stuff kicks off. Well, the, you know, any kind of thing. So uh, the list goes on and on, right? So Ready Pantry, they're an American-based company. They got all the products sourced right here in America. You're not going to be disappointed. 
And there are, you know, there's many long-term food storage companies that are selling stuff that have been on their warehouse shelves for years. But Ready Pantry, they deliver the freshest products packaged within just the last few months and they, that are delivered to your home. So Ready Pantry, they offer these, uh, they offer 20% discounts up to three to 12 month supplies. Go to readypantry.com slash endtime, use code endtime, save an additional 10% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders. And you can, they've also made a way for you to stock your pantry with buy now, pay later options that are available at checkout when you go to readypantry.com slash endtime. Okay, now let's see if we can't get into this prophecy because I've, 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 I've went through this big end time scenario, right? But you say, uh, yeah, Dave, okay. It's, it's one thing to assert that all these events are going to come to pass, but, but how can we prove it from the scriptures? <coughs> well, the very important in prophecy of the coming peace agreement, it's given in Daniel um, 9, verse 24 through 27. And it says, um, let me see here. Let's, so let's go ahead and start 24. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city. So it's, it's focused on Israel here. Some people say, well, it has nothing to do with Israel. It, it, it says it right here. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people, Daniel, and upon the holy city, Jerusalem, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make a reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks. These are weeks of years, 49 years, and threescore and two weeks. So there's gaps. And the street shall be built again, and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks, Messiah is going to be put, cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end the war, um, end of the war, desolations are determined. Verse 27, and he, the Antichrist, shall, not the Pope, and he, the Antichrist, Go to Daniel chapter 11. It tells you exactly who this figure is here. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. Daniel 11 calls him the prince of the covenant. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Jan Daniel chapter 11 says that the Antichrist caused the sacrifices to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. We know that the Antichrist is the one that uh, does the, the abomination of desolation, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. Man, there's a lot in that, and we're going to try to break it down here after the break. And I know we talked about a lot of different things today, and I'm going as fast as I can, but I would encourage you to go back and watch this program. Make sure you understand this prophecy, because we're all going to live through these things in just a very near future, and I don't want you to go through it with blindfolders on, okay? God bless. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is.
time is not going anywhere. Welcome back, everybody. I mean, I'm going through this end time scenario about the final seven weeks, and I saw somebody on our chat that said, if, you're, if you've been born again, you're not going to be here during this time. Uh, Doug and Vince, it looks like we're going to have to do some more programming on a post-tribulation rapture because um, we haven't converted everybody yet. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll look into that for some future programming here. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the famous prophecy of this Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement. It's often referred to as um, Daniel's 70 weeks, or I should, well, yeah, so Daniel 9, 24 through 27, and it could be more accurately described as 70 weeks of years, or a 490-year prophecy. And the NIV translation says, 77s are decreed upon, thy, are decreed upon thy people. The New Century Version says, God has ordered 490 years for your people. So it's a 490-year it's a prophecy. Daniel 9.27 foretold the events of the Jewish history that would occur over a 490-year prophecy, but there are gaps, and it's not one consecutive 490-year period. And that's going to become clear as we go along here. Now, there's one thing that we have to understand in order to understand Daniel's 70 weeks. The prophecy is given in three segments. If you try to, I've seen people do this, if you try to cram the 490 years all together in one consecutive time, you are going to be stuck. Um, because seven, the, the Bible says this, um, seven weeks of years, they're 49 years. It's a, it's the, you can prove this many ways, but there's seven weeks of years, 49 years, 62 weeks of years, 434 years. And then the one week of year is a final seven-year period. The prophecy is given this way because there are gaps between the, four, the first second section, the 449 years, and the second section, the 434 years, and there's another gap between the 434 years and the final seven years. Verse 25 tells us that when the 490 years are, are to begin, it says that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, there would be seven weeks of years, 49 years, and then 62 weeks of years. 434 years. So in other words, the commandment to rebuild Jerusalem to Messiah would be 483 years plus the gap between the 49 and the 434 years. Okay. So the first temple and the city of Jerusalem, they were destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians back in 586 BC. The order allowing the Jews to rebuild Jerusalem was given by the Persian king Cyrus in, I think, 538 B.C. And then this is when the prophecy begins. And then verse 25 clearly states that the coming of the Messiah would mark the end of the first 483 years. So the gap between the 483 years and the final seven years. Let's talk about that. So notice that two things, after the 483 years, two things were prophesied to happen. Messiah was going to be cut off, and Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. Verse 26 says that um, 
Jesus was crucified or uh, cut off. We know that was uh, between 30 and 40 A.D. We don't know when, for sure. A lot of people think they know. A lot of people think Jesus was 33 years old when he died, but the Bible doesn't tell, that, uh, tell us that. We don't know for sure how old he was when he died. And I know all your commentaries will tell you 33 years, but go do your research and you'll see nobody knows how old he was when he died for sure. The Bible, at one point, the Bible says, but you're not yet 50 years old. Well, why didn't they say you're not yet 40? I mean, I, nobody knows how old he was when he died. I know that's messing with your theology, but let's move on. So, Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD then. So, there, you know, yet the final seven years of the prophecy contains, contained in verse 27 hadn't even begun yet. So, there's obviously gaps between the 483 years and the final seven years. So why is there a gap and how big is it? Well, the gap's because the Jews as a whole rejected their Messiah and consequently God turned to the Gentiles to take a bride for his namesake. Now, not totally. I get it. The Bible says that Israel has been blinded in part until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. Again, you got to tie all the verses together when you're trying to figure out a topic. I've got Jewish friends who are saved today. So yes, Jews can be saved. I do not believe in replacement theology and Gentiles can be saved today. And during the final seven years, Jews and Gentiles will both be able to be, to be saved. You say, how in the world do you know that? Because, go back to Revelation chapter 7. The Bible says that John saw a vision of heaven in the future of saints standing before God around his throne, and, they, and the elder looked at John and said, who are these? They're obviously saved, they're in heaven. And John says, uh, I don't know, thou knowest. And the the elder says, these are they that came out of great tribulation. The Bible says, out of every kindred, people, tongue, and nation. Not just Jews. Okay? I know it's a lot of information, but we're gonna, we'll stretch it out over a few programs. We'll make sure you get it before it's all over with. But, but now, here's the thing, though. Here's the point to my whole program today. If you didn't understand the significance of the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, and the significance of the Chernobyl nuclear accident through a prophetic lens or the significance of the signing of the Lisbon Treaty. When the Lisbon Treaty was being signed, me and my father-in-law and Doug and all of us, and we were like, oh my goodness, look at what's going on. And when you talk to some people about it, they're like, oh, nom, nom, nom. well, I, what are you talking about? They didn't have a clue because they didn't understand the prophecies. Well, look at all that's going to happen as a result of this coming prophecy the, the Israel-Palestinian agreement and the two-state solution, look at, all this, look at all that's going to kick off. And the fulfillment of this 490-year prophecy back in Daniel chapter 9. But we've got to understand, it kicks off the final seven years. And so it's, it's, it's this giant prophetic fulfillment. In my mind, it should be in the probably the top three prophecies of importance between Jesus Christ and His second coming, the first and second coming. Because it, it is, it's the prophecy with a date on it. When this thing happens, you know you got about seven years left. Okay? So, it all begins, the, the, you know, the, 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 um, so in other words, Messiah, they, they rejected, the, the Jews rejected as a whole, rejected their Messiah. And God turned to the Gentiles to take a bride for his namesake. And this began what scriptures calls the times of the Gentiles. 
the Apostle Paul described it this way in uh, Romans uh, eleven twenty five. He said, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness, again, in part, is happened to Israel until the fullness of Gentiles be come in. Jews can be saved today. Gentiles can be saved during the final seven years. Okay? Now, the, the fullness of the Gentiles being come in, that happens at the second coming of Jesus Christ. There can be Jews and Gentiles saved all the way up to that point. From our present perspective, though, we know that this gap, the final gap between the 483 years and the final seven years, is about 2,000 years now because things are wrapping up. The, the gap's going to continue until the signing of the coming Palestinian-Israeli peace agreement. Now, that's a 2,000 to 2,500-year-old prophecy. The, the Daniel 9:27, 2,500 years ago when Daniel was down in Babylonian captivity. Listen to me, folks. I just read you four or five articles at the beginning of the program. The only solution in the mind of the international community to the Israelis and Palestinian conflict is a two-state solution. The international community recognizing Israel's right to exist. That's the Abrahamic covenant. That's what this whole thing's talking about. He and he, Daniel 9.27, and he shall confirm the covenant. The covenant in the Old Testament was God's promise to Abram that I will give you the land from the river in Egypt all the way up to the great river, the river Euphrates, as a covenant between me and you and the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When he goes to Isaac, he said, I, I make the covenant with you that I made with your father for this land. And then he goes to um, Jacob and he said, I will give you the land that I gave to your fathers, Abraham and Isaac. I mean, it's a covenant all the way through. And that's the covenant that will be confirmed in the near future. Israel's right to exist. And the final seven years of this 490-year prophecy, those are, that's what's described in Daniel 9.27. Contains a prophecy of the Middle East Peace Agreement that's going to mark the beginning of this final seven-year period. And remember, Daniel 9.27 says, And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. That's a week of years, seven years. And in the midst of that week, halfway through that final seven years, he's going to cause a sacrifice and the oblation to cease. For the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation. And that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So there are several things that you must know about this peace agreement to be able to understand it. Who's the he? The he's the Antichrist. What is the covenant? The covenant's the Abrahamic covenant um, that, God, uh, the, the, that God gave Abraham the promised land. What are the sacrifices that are going to be stopped? Those are the ones that will be the day and night. That's not going to be the red heifer sacrifice. I've got some new information uh, that me and Doug found out the other day. Uh, yesterday, me and Doug had a conversation with Byron Stinson. And they have four viable candidates right now to sacrifice. And they're going to set, they're, they, their goal is to sacrifice one of those red heifers in April of this year, which is Passover. And we just talked, me and Doug had a conversation on the phone with Byron Stinson yesterday, and he's confirming all of this. They want to get it done this year because they said that the older it gets, the more susceptible it is to getting white hairs and black hairs. So they want to get the thing done, uh, and uh, they're trying to get them. Some rabbis say two years and one month. Some say two years and three months. So they're making sure they get past that to be able to sacrifice the thing on Passover. Then once they do that, then once they build the temple, they can start the sacrifices day and night. Those are the sacrifices that will be stopped.
And then what is the abomination of desolation? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. The Bible says that the Antichrist figure. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The Bible says, We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and are gathering together unto Him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or word, or as any even a letter is from us, that that day of Christ, the, the second coming, and are gathering together unto Him, one continuous event, that that day would happen because it, that day shall not happen except there comes a falling away first and the man of sin, the son of perdition, be revealed, who will stand in the temple proclaiming to be God Himself. That is the abomination of desolation. And that is the event that launches us into the Great Tribulation. Daniel 9.27 says that happens halfway through that final seven-year period. Then Jesus said, when you see the abomination of desolation occur, let them which be in Judea flee, verse 21, for then shall be great tribulation. The, 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 the belief in a seven-year tribulation, that's a traditional belief. There's no scriptures for that. Every time the Bible talks about the great tribulation, it talks about time times and half a time, or the dividing of time. 42 months, 1260 days. It's all three and one half years. And then at the end of that, the Lord comes back, fights on behalf of Israel with the saints, and he establishes his kingdom here on the earth, and we go off into the 1,000-year millennial reign. Now, that's the future. That's what's coming up in the very near future. That's one prophecy. There's still a world government, world religion, and all this other stuff that ties into it. But without knowing these prophecies, you're going to be stuck. Things are going to be happening, and it's going to be swirling around in the news, and you're going to be saying, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know. So we don't want you to be like that. That's why we created the DVD series, Understanding the End Time. We published a new book, Understanding the End Time. And go to endtime.com to get your copy. And follow us here on the radio and television program, The End Time Show. Go to endtime.com. Subscribe to our magazine, The, the um, End Time Magazine. Check us out. God bless.